Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for this, just the spirit of gratefulness that's stirring our hearts, Lord. We, we, we are so grateful. Oh, hallelujah, that even in being grateful, your Holy Spirit helps us. Hallelujah, and stirs us and reminds us and, and draws us closer into fellowship and uh, closer into your presence. And so, Father, we're thankful for that tonight. We appreciate it. We're grateful for that, Lord. And, Father, we approach your word uh, uh, with hungry hearts. Father, we approach what you have to say tonight. We're hungry and thirsty for the things that you have to say, Lord. Speak to us, each individually. Father, even me up here speaking, I ask that you speak to my heart, even as I'm ministering. And, Father, that you would help uh, uh, stir us and encourage us and, and help us to go further, Father God, and have revelation. Father, we ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light tonight. That we would know what is the hope of our calling and what, are, what is the riches of the inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power that is toward us who believe. Father, we thank you. We give you honor. We give you glory. And we thank you so much for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, if you're hungry, say amen. I want to talk a little bit tonight um, about uh, a new season um, I believe God is stirring a new season in, in our church, a new season in, in this local body, amen, and, and in this family. And, and if, you, if you've been, been around the last couple of weeks, you, you, uh, uh, I believe Pastor Angel brought this out on two Wednesday nights ago when y'all were having a party over here without us uh, over in the youth department. But we had a good service too. But, but uh, as y'all were partying over here, um, I believe God was stirring that, stirring that and speaking some things about that. And, and, and um, the Spirit of God had some things to say about that um, the last Sunday of last month as well. And, and, I, and I'm just, you know, since the Lord dealt with me about uh, not despising prophecy, I, I've decided not to despise prophecy and, um, and honor it. So when pastor gets up and says something or the Spirit of God says something uh, uh, in any fashion through any person that, that is, uh, is that of that spirit, I, it highlights in my heart and I want to steward it. Amen. I want to steward those things. And so I believe God is speaking about a new season. And, and let's just look at the word real quick and, and, um, and or this scripture real quick and then we'll, uh, we'll go on. Uh, turn over to Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 16. When you're there, say, I'm there. Hallelujah. God is faithful. He's good. Amen. Uh, so let's start in verse 16. If you're not there, look on with your neighbor. It says, thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. Oh, that's our father. Amen. Who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power. Uh, they shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. And then this, this is the two verses I want to get to. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of, whole, of old, of old. 
And then this, this, this right here says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Amen. It says, Now it shall spring forth. Shall, uh, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It says, The beasts of the field will honor me. Oh, amen. The jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to, to, get, uh, to give drink to my people, my chosen. Amen. This people I have formed for myself. Say, I've been formed for him. He said, I formed this people for myself, and they shall declare my praise. He said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Shall it not spring forth? Hallelujah. God is wanting to do some new things. God, uh, uh, haven't you heard the cry of pastor uh, for several weeks now where he's saying God wants to take us up to a higher place? Well, a higher place is not the same place. Am I correct? A higher place is not a place that we've been before. If you, if you move up a floor in an apartment complex, it's not the same floor that you were on before. It's a higher place, right? If you go up on, if you've ever been uh, 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 to Stone Mountain in Georgia and you, and you climb up that mountain, you can tell that you're in a higher place, right? I've been skiing in different places, and, and the air is thinner up in the, in the mountains than, than it is down here in the, in, the, in the humid land of Florida. And you can tell you're in a higher place, right? The air is different. The atmosphere is different. The look is different. This landscape is different. And God's saying through our pastor that he wants to take us up to a higher place. Amen. Well, well, the, my ears are tuning into that because I want to know, Lord, if you're doing something in a new season, if you're trying to get us up to a higher place, Lord, I want to be ready. I want to be yielded to go. I want to be ready and willing whenever, when a new season blows in. I don't want to be, come on, have you ever uh, uh, brought a jacket because you thought fall? had started and you or you wore a sweater oh I, you know I like wearing sweaters and, and I think I get that from my daddy uh, if you ever see him around here in the winter he's always got some kind of sweater that he's had for about 28 years on and uh, and, and I think I get this love for sweaters uh, from my daddy and, and and so when it starts to just even have like a hint of chill in the air you know I'll, I'll wear a sweater to the office you know a college shirt and a sweater underneath and I think it looks nice and good and, and then and then all of a sudden it started at, at 52 degrees that morning, but then by the time we go, we go out for lunch, it's like 93. And you're like, hold up. I, no, I thought the season had changed, right? But, but you don't want to be wearing yesterday's garments in today's season because it's ill-fitting and it doesn't work right. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't, it, you're, not, you're not equipped to do the best. If you're still wearing your sweater, when because when, we don't have really spring or, or in, in, in Florida, so once it switches, it's like it's winter, then boom, it's summer, right? And, and, and so if you're still wearing your hoodie and it's summertime, then all of a sudden the, the activity that you might have have enjoyed uh, if you were in your t-shirt and shorts, all of a sudden is now laborious, right? I remember one time I, I was in grade school and I wore a hoodie and I did, I, I, you know, back then you, you just don't think, you don't prepare. I didn't have a shirt underneath, so I just had the hoodie. And it was one of those mornings where it was cool in the morning, and then it warmed up to 90-something degrees, and, like, all my friends are running around the playground in shorts and T-shirts and enjoying the Florida life, and I'm sitting in the shade because, because I, I can't, I'm not going to sweat like that. If y'all knew me growing up, you know I wasn't trying to sweat like that all the time. And I, because then you stink up your outfit, and I wasn't trying to dirty up my new tennis shoes, and... 
and I'm still a little like that. But, um, and so I tried, I was staying in the shade. The PE coach was like, what are you doing? Go, because they, they probably want their peace and quiet. Here I am standing up by the, by the, by the building in the shade. And I was missing out on the things that were going on that the rest of the people were enjoying because I was not, I was not, I did not recognize the season. And my mom was probably tired of hearing, uh, telling me, you don't, you need to put a shirt, you need, and she just said, you know what, you're going to have to learn the hard way, son, go ahead and go to school with just a sweatshirt on and see what happens. And so, so we want to recognize the season that we're in, we want to recognize the time and, and, and the place, you know, uh, uh, it was said about the sons of Ishkar that they had an understanding, they, they were, had an understanding of the times, amen, they had an understanding of the season that they were in, and so we want to understand the season that we're in, amen. In uh, in the Message Bible, uh, Isaiah forty three verse sixteen. I'll just read it to you if you don't have it on a tablet or whatnot. It says, "This is what God says." I like when the verses start like that. This is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through the pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lie down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Man, God can snuff out your issues like you blow out a birthday candle. Hallelujah. Just like that. Amen. And it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road in the desert and rivers in the badlands. I like that because he says, be alert, be present. And if we're not careful, sometimes we can, we can either be looking off into the future or looking at in the past, back in the past, and we're not present. We're not being uh, aware of what God is doing now and the things he's saying now, and we're not responding correctly because we're not being alert. We're not being present. You know, you ever try to get the attention of your children, you're like, hey, listen, 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 I have instructions for you, listen, and, and, and you're trying to get their attention, you're trying to make them be present all of a sudden because you know you have something for them to, to hear or to do that is to prepare them for what you're about to do. Go get your shoes on. We're about to go to the store. Go, go get your bathing suit on. We're about to go to the springs. Then you go and get your stuff ready. You come back out. There's, they don't have their stuff on. And you're like, we got to be gone in five minutes, and you don't have your stuff on. Why weren't you listening? I think sometimes God's saying, be alert, be present, because he has things to deposit, things to say, things to alert us to, because he's saying, we're about ready to go, and I need you to be prepared. He's got the pastor up here declaring, we're going to a higher place. We're going to a higher place. We're going to a higher place, because he, what is he doing? He's saying, be alert, be, be, be awake, because we're about to do something different than what we've been doing in the past. And I don't know about you, but I want to be aware when the, when the pastor is declaring something so that, I, so that I'm ready. I want to have my shoes on. I don't want to miss going to the store. Come on, when I was a kid, you know, going to the store was like a thing. And I don't know if any of y'all remember uh, Lankford's, but I used to love going by Lankford's because they had the penny and nickel candy in there. And so, you know, mom, if we were at the grocery store, mom was like, Gave you the speech. But don't eat. Most times she'd leave us in the hot car because that was legal back then. <laughs> she would crack the windows just enough where we could breathe, but no bad guy could get in. Lock it up and go on into the grocery store. Me and Jonah are in there. 
trying to get next to the window, get a breath of fresh air. And, but on the times when she would, when we got to Lankford, she would let us, so sometimes we'd endure the heat to get to Lankford's. And whatever change was in the brown van uh, change holder, we would be able to dig up some change and go into Lankford's and get, and get some things. But I remember one time I got left because I wasn't ready. I got left at the house. And Joan came back with some candy from Lankford's, and I missed out. I don't like missing out. I don't like missing she had, out. She had Smarties and all the different things, and I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, that's not fair. Mom said, you weren't ready. You weren't ready. Well, you might, you might see, I'm, I believe even what God has been doing this morning and, and, and even tonight hammering at home, that God's saying, hey, I want to do some things in finances. I want to do some things in, 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 your, in your, the financial arena, and I want to I do it. I want you to get ready because these things need to be taken care of. These, th- these supplies need to be given because we're about to do a new thing. And, and, and you can't sit around and not engage your faith in what God's doing. And then whenever everybody else is getting their need met and seeing a supply given and, and coming up to a new level, say, that's not fair, but you weren't ready. Come on, when, when, when you see Brother, brother, brother Faithful come, comes into church with, with his Smarties and his, and his fireballs and his, uh, his uh, bubble gum, and, and you, you can't say, hold up, hold up, that's not fair, that's not fair that, that he got that and I didn't, but God's going to say, yeah, but you weren't ready. I wanted to do, see, mom wasn't trying to leave me to the house. She wasn't trying to keep me away from Lankford's. She didn't have a grand plan. Uh, uh, she, was, she was willing to do, do uh, candy for me and my sister the same. She had the same love, the same care, the same desire. But how I me, mean, you know, whether you participate with something or not depends on whether you get it or not. And I had gotten to the age where that, that, was, that was on me. And, and I'm declaring tonight by the Spirit of God that you are to the age spiritually where there's some things that you have to stand up like, like Brother Wendell was saying tonight and say, Lord, I believe that this is mine and I'm not going to let go of it because that part is on you. And God has said you are to the age, you are to the place, you are to the maturity level where now that is on you. I cannot, I cannot override your will any longer because you have gotten to a certain age and it's now time for you to understand and, and learn that lesson. And I'm declaring that to you tonight because, because you are at the age where there's some things that God wants to do, to do and you have to say, yes, I, I, I'll do it, and I'll be ready, and I'll go. Amen. Say, I'm ready. Um, I want to read this um, prophecy that Pastor spoke out a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, uh, it was Sunday morning, and he said, a fresh life, a refreshed life. A life of joy, a life of peace, a life where the love of God is shed abroad, washed on the inside of us. Glory to God. We walk through life fearlessly. We walk through life courageously. We walk through life uh, as true heirs of God. Mindful in every challenge and every contest of life, we're mindful that the greater one lives within. 
And who are these that would challenge us? And what is this that would come against us? How great can an obstacle be when the greater one abides within? Come on. Hallelujah. So we look down upon our troubles and we look down on our difficulties with a great big heart of gratitude. Hallelujah. Knowing they are nothing more than stepping stones to a greater place. Come on. Come on, the steppings, the challenge that you've been, the test that you're in right now. See, Pastor also said that some would be going, going through a season of, of testing. Hallelujah. But know this, that the testing that you are in right now is nothing more than a Holy Ghost stepping stone to get you up to the higher place that Pastor's been talking about you're supposed to go to. It is nothing more than a stepping stone. Come on, there's something that might be in your way, but glory to God, it's just a step up to the place that God is calling you to go to. Woo! <laughs> glory to God. That's why I wear my slip-ons when I preach. Glory to God. And I'm telling you tonight that, there, that there, there's some testing that you might be going through, but glory to God, with the name of Jesus and with the power of God at your, at, your, at your back and on your side and for you and through you, glory to God, those very things are nothing more than just a stepping stone to take you to a higher place. Hallelujah. Let's continue reading. Um, Knowing that anything the enemy tries to do, we just use that to step up higher. Because we step, because we keep our foot on his head. Amen. All of these circumstances and all of the situations that he's the author of, we laugh at. We tread upon them. We walk upon them with faith in God. And it's not a blind faith. It's a confident, overflowing, overcoming, overwhelming faith. Glory to God. For truly, he puts us over every day, every hour, every minute. He puts us over, and we go from glory to glory to glory. woo Hallelujah. Praise God. That's, that's not just, that's not just a, an encouraging message that pastor thought up. That is a word of the Lord that has been released to us as a body. Glory to God in this season. It's apropos for the season that we're in. It's a fresh life. It's a refreshed life. It's a life of joy. See, I believe as the winds have been blowing in, glory to God, it's bringing in a fresh way of doing things. It's, it's bringing in a fresh perspective. It's bringing in a fresh thing, glory to God, a fresh way to flow. Amen. Um, I'm going to read the, the, the interpretation of the tongue that he gave out that I interpreted. It says, for, day, for today, this same morning, it said, right after that, it said, for today marks a new season. A new season and a fresh wind is blowing in. In. It's a wind of blessing. It's a wind of joy. It's a wind of righteousness and fullness for you. For you. Amen. And it says, so yield to the new season and don't, and don't look back and say, I long for, for, this, for this from a past season. But rather, stir yourself up to recognize that the winds of the season are blowing and things are changing. Amen. It says things are changing. Feel the change in the wind, says the Lord. For when, when you recognize it, you can adjust your perspective and you can adjust what you respond to and you can adjust the way you respond. Hallelujah. Like we were talking about, when, there's, when the season changes, you have to adjust the way that you dress. You have to adjust the, the activities that you plan. If you plan a pool party in the middle of December, how many know that you're going to be sorely disappointed when you get in the water? 
You know, we did a, an a, a event at Joby and Brittany's house, and they have a pond, and it was a youth night, and, you know, the, uh, the uh, I don't even, it must, it must have been in the spring um, or the late winter, February, so whatever that is in Florida, and and we're, you know, camping and having a great time. And then uh, someone by, by a wrong spirit came up with this idea that we should do a polar bear club. And it's pitch black out there. He doesn't have any lights. We're, like, flashlighting it up. And, and so we go out to the, I guess there was a deck or something. I don't even remember, Joby. Something, some makeshift thing that I'm sure Joby whipped up that afternoon. And, and so we're walking out and, 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 you know, I don't know who the first person to do it, but, you know, I'm, I'm like, if my, my main thing, if I ever do anything at a youth event that I would normally not do, it's because the, the amount of harassment that I would get from my, from my uh, youth pastor, uh, associate pastor, uh, outweighs the discomfort of doing whatever, whatever I'm going to do. And so I'm like, you know what? It'll take 30 seconds to get in this water and get back out. And the amount of harassment I'll get from Pastor Greg might be years and years. And we'll be 55 years old, and he'll be like, remember that time you didn't? So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting in the water. But I tell you what, it was a shock. When I jumped into that cold pond water, and it was dark, and like I went under, and I came up. I was disoriented. I didn't know what 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 way was up, what way was down. I was glad because I was breathing, but I couldn't see anything. I'm like, I know I'm not underwater, so that's the, that's a plus. And they're like, it's over here, over here, over here. And you're like swimming, and your joints are stiff. And you're like, why? What have I done? Why did I do this, Lord? Uh, forgive me of my of my pride. I'll just uh, just just get me out of here, Jesus. And because we did something that wasn't appropriate for the season. Jesus. But these are the kinds of things you have to do in youth ministry. Amen. And so just be thankful you're not called there. Um, but I'm saying, you know, there, if, if you're responding in a, wrong, in a wrong way in the wrong season, you miss out or you get something you didn't want. And so uh, the Spirit of God went on to say, um, it says, uh, this is a new season. It requires a new response, a new response of faith, a new response of joy, a new a response of peace, a new response of righteousness, a new response of freedom, a new response of victory, because the winds are blowing. Can't you testify the winds are blowing? Amen. The season has changed. Come and enjoy the new season, says the Lord. Amen. I like that because God's saying these things that pastor spoke out and, th and, this, and this right here, it's saying there is something to enjoy. God's not calling us into a season of hardship. He's not calling us into a season of difficulty. He's not calling you into a season of frustration. He's not, th and, 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 and I'm saying that because sometimes we can, we, can get, we, we can get caught up in a past season where maybe we were frustrated or maybe we were in a, in a place of difficulty but God's saying the season has changed the season has changed and so you can't respond in this new season the way that you were responding in the old season 
You got to expect the joy. You got to expect the peace. You got to expect the freedom. You got to expect the victory. You got to expect the things that he's declaring because if we expect them, then we can move and do those things. And there's joy. I believe there's a spirit of joy uh, that, that is beginning to bubble up in our church that, that I haven't seen in a while. Just a spirit of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if he wants us to take us up higher, he wants to do it full of strength, which means he wants to do it when we're full of joy. Amen. Um, hallelujah. I'll make my first point. Um. You know, Jesus said, I won't, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it. Jesus said in Mark 2 and verse 22, he says, no one puts uh, new wine into old wineskins. Don't look at your wife. Um, it says, or else the new wine uh, bursts and the, uh, and the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. So what is, what is the Lord saying? He's saying you can't take an old, a new thing and put it, put it in, the way, in, in an old container. And so I believe God is stirring us in, in some ways to, to create new, new uh, containers for him to pour out new wine. Amen. To pour out new joy, new peace, new strength. He wants us, it's like my favorite scripture uh, over in Isaiah, to, to enlarge the place of your tent. Amen. To enlarge the place of your tent. Get ready. He said lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. You have to get ready for the more. Amen. Um, you know, uh, the point number one is just a question that, that I think you should write down and ask, and ask yourself is, am I willing to take the land God's given? Am I willing to take the, the land God's giving? He's saying, I've got a promised land. I'm, I believe for this church, God has a promised land that, that he's calling us into. It's a promised land of more. It's a promised land of a higher place. It's a promised land of more of his presence, more of his spirit, more influence, more, more influence. Amen. Like Pastor was saying this morning, there, there's, uh, uh, he just, there, it's hard to believe that if you have a place that is full of yielded people to the spirit of God, where the presence of God is able to, to uh, uh, he, he was saying, a church that, that is so yielded that the spirit of God can move and power and victory. And, and as he was saying that, just in my heart, I was seeing and imagining what it would look like a church that is full of the Spirit of God and yielded in a way that we've never been yielded before. And the presence of God can just do whatever he wants to do in when, we're, when we gather together. And then as we go out, because we are the church and we go out into our, into our jobs and in our workplaces, amen, we carry that same yieldedness and that same anointing and that same grace that we got filled up with. Glory to God. And, and we go out into, into our places of influence and the glory of God and the presence of God is able to do what he wants to through us there as well. And, and how, could, how could people ignore what God was doing in a place like that? How could, how could they, they, they might say no if when you invite them at first, but eventually they're going to want what, the, what you're showing and what you're revealing and what you're demonstrating. Amen. And, and, and that's what God is calling. He's saying, he's like, I want to give, give greater influence. I'm handing out greater influence. Come on down to Lankford's. We got greater influence for a penny and for a nickel. And you can have as much as you want. But, but, but you got to be ready. Get your shoes on. Get your shoes on. Get your, get your shirt buttoned up. It's time to go. And God is saying that to us. He's saying he's welcoming, he's inviting us to. Just like, uh, uh, you know, we, we know the story of, of the children of Israel, and they were sent um, uh, uh, to, to the, to the uh, promised land. And they sent out 12 spies, right? We know the story. 
And, and they came back and they said, the land is everything that God said it was. It's everything. I mean, they carried grape clusters that took two men to carry. I don't know about you, but I've not seen those at Sam's or at Publix or definitely not at Winn-Dixie. There's, oh, somebody, oh. Uh, stay on track. Um, uh, but I've not seen clusters that take multiple men to carry in. But they said it is everything that God said it is. It's interesting that they would, that they would see proof that it was everything God said it was, but not believe that God would do everything he said he would do. We need to be careful that we don't see proof that God is everything he said he is, but not believe he'll do everything. Well, but see, it's been difficult. But see, there's hardship. But see, there's, there's, a, there's a situation that's presented. There's a giant that's presented himself. Be careful that you don't see, say, oh, I, I, it's everything that God said it would be, but... But I don't believe he'll do what he said he would do. That's what pastor's saying tonight. Stay connected to what, what you came for this morning because God is, is everything he said he, will, he is and he'll do everything he said he'll do. He will do everything he said he will do. And so the children of Israel, there's only two that come back with a good report. And they say, yeah, yeah, uh, the ten are like, no, we can't do it because, because there's giants in the land and, and, and the cities are fortified and, and, and there's all these issues and troubles. And, and yet Joshua and Caleb stood up and said, yeah, 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 all that, is all that is a fact, but we are well able to take the land. And I'm just asking you, are you willing to be a Joshua and a Caleb in this season where you can, you can stand by? by what the, the word of the Lord that came to, to Moses and say, yeah, I believe that what God has said to Moses, that we are well able to take the land that God has said, that he said everything that he said is true. And so I'm not only spying out the land and saying, yeah, it is what God said it is, but I'm going to stand with Moses and say, and we can take the land. And we can go higher. And we can have more influence. And we can have more of what God has said we could have. God is calling some Joshua and Caleb's in this season to stand with, them, with, with, with our pastor and champion the things that, that God is stirring in his heart. Will you stand and say, yeah, I, I will go. I believe we can do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I'll make my second point. Somebody say praise the Lord. I only have nine points, so we're... Y'all know better than that. Um, well, let, let, before we move on, let me read um, Numbers chapter 14 and verse 24. <laughs> Sorry. The spirit of Anderson is upon me. Um, it says, uh, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, woo, and has followed me fully. Man, I want that to be my testimony. Don't you want that to be your testimony? Because you had a different spirit in you, and you followed God fully. Amen. It says, because he had a different spirit in him and followed me fully, I will bring into the land, uh, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Amen. Caleb was willing to stand up and, have a, and voice what God was saying. 
Caleb was willing to stand up and say, I'm going to declare what God is declaring in this season. I'm going to declare what God has declared about this church. I'm going to declare what God has said about this people. I'm going to declare what God has said about, about my family. I'm going to declare what God has said about my body. I'm going to declare what God has said about my future. I'm going to declare what God has said about my finances. Whatever it is, are you willing to be a Caleb? Are you willing to be a Joshua where you're willing to keep what God has said in front of you? That, that you're willing to keep what God is saying about this church in front of you and stand. Come on. God is looking for somebody. He's looking for somebody's, amen, to stand up. What it would it look like if there were not just two that had a good report, but 12 that had a good report? What would it look like if there wasn't just a Joshua here in this section and a Caleb in this section and a Joshua over here and a Caleb back there and a Joshua in the nursery, but we had a group of people who were Joshua and Caleb's in this hour? And we're willing to stand up and say, I'm taking my place. I'm taking my place. Amen. Point number two, you're not doing it in your own strength. I think it's a good reminder when, whenever there's a call to take more that we remind ourselves this is not in our own effort this is not of our own hand. It's not going to be of our own strength. It's not because we're going to do it just perfect. And it's not because we're, we're, we're something in and of ourselves. Amen. It's because of who God is in us. Amen. Uh, 2 Samuel in chapter 22 and verse 30, uh, David is declaring, he says, for by you, he's talking to God, for by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. Amen. God, David, a secret to David's life is he realized when he was going into battle, when he was going to take the land that God that God had given. Amen. He wasn't going to do it in his own strength. He wasn't going to do it in his own ability. He said, but by you, I can leap over any wall. By my God, I can run through a troop. By my God, I can witness. I, by my God, I can be faithful. By my God, we can press into the presence. By my God, we can worship a little bit more. By my God, I can draw from the gift of God that's preaching. By, by my God, I can stand strong in the face of temptation. By my God, I can have more in my finances. By my God, my body will be everything that God said it will be. By my God, my family's going to serve the Lord. By my God, I'm going to have what God has said I'm going to have. Come on, we're not doing this in our own strength. We're not doing this in our own ability. Aren't you thankful? In, uh, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, In your strength, I can crush any enemy. With my God, I can scale any wall. Come on, that sounds like those stepping stones that, that, that pastor was prophesying about. Woo! The devil thought he put up a wall between you and the dream and you and the vision, but it was nothing but a stepping stone, a wall to scale by the presence and the power of God to put you up into a higher place. Glory to God. What was going to just be a stepping stone and might take, take a year here and a year there and a year, the devil overplayed his hand and he went ahead and put a wall there and now you're all the way, when you scale that wall, you're all the way up. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is calling us into a higher place. John, uh, 1 John 4, 4, we know it says, You are of God, little children, and overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. There, you are not doing this in your own strength. You're not doing this in your own ability. Uh, um, in Philippians chapter 3, and verse 12 and 13, I'm going to read this to you as well because it's out of the, the passion. It says, I, this is Paul speaking. He says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness of everything I'm pursuing. Me neither. But I run with passion into his abundance. 
Woo! I'm running with passion into his abundance. Glory to God. And it says, so that I may reach the destiny that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. See, he's called you to fulfill it, and he wants you to discover it. There are things, I'm, I, I wish I could point and prophesy at every single person. There are things in this church that you are called to do that you have not yet tasted of. There are places and opportunities of influence and blessing that you don't know not of. But if you will seek the Lord and ask him, he will show and unveil because he wants you to discover your place in this church in a greater way and a greater place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nobody left out of that. Hallelujah. And it says, I don't depend. I love this. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. Whew. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Woo, glory to God. We're not doing it in our own strength. Um, Point A under, under, under this, uh, I, I just put here, it's not about a bunch of extra effort. It's about being extra yielded. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can hear higher, go higher, go higher, and, and you're like, well, I don't know that I have the energy to go higher. Number one, you're not supposed to do it in your own energy, in your own strength. But number two, it's not about doing a bunch of, a bunch of things in and of your own ideas and your own strength running around trying to do something more. It's about being extra yielded to the promptings of the Spirit of God because He's the one that's leading and guiding the way. And as we grow in our yieldedness, we, great, we grow in our, greater in our effectiveness. Amen. Didn't, didn't the, uh, 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 doesn't the Word say that, he'll redeem, that we're supposed to redeem the time? Right? We're supposed to redeem the time. Amen. God knows the time that we have. He knows. And what he's asking is just, just obey your heart. Just because somebody else is doing one thing, that doesn't mean you're necessarily supposed to do that. What is the Holy Spirit prompting you to do? Do your part. Yield in the, in the area God's calling you to yield to right now. Come on. That's why, you know, when the Spirit of God deals with me to cut out a television show or do this, I don't get up here and say, thus says the Lord, this sporting event is, is not, not, not of God. Everyone should cut it out. No, because God, did, God isn't saying that to everybody. He's saying that to me. And I'm not going to push my, my uh, leading on you, and you don't push your leading on me. Amen. But if we all will yield to the promptings of the Spirit of God together, he'll lead us all together as a body into a higher place, into a deeper intimacy, and a greater flow. Right? Amen. That's why it's not law. It's not, it's not, there's not, he's not leading us into, into law and, and, and strictness. There's freedom in the spirit of God. There's freedom to obey. There's freedom to yield. There's freedom to listen. Amen. And the more you yield and the more you listen and the more you obey, hallelujah, it, it is more free than you can ever imagine. Hallelujah. It's relationship. Amen. It's good. It's, it, it's wonderful. Um, uh, where am I at here? Okay, yeah, point B. Uh, I already said this, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Nehemiah 18, it says, uh, and I just wrote down here, if there's no joy, if there's no celebration in your heart about what God is calling you to, you're doing it wrong. It's not that you need to stop doing it. It's, it uh, when, when the Spirit of God said this to my heart, I saw it was like, it was like you, you left your joy back here somewhere and you started moving on without your joy. Go back and grab your joy. 
Go back and find where you left your joy at. You know, uh, over in Matthew in chapter um, 11, verse 28, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take upon my yoke uh, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. See, there's pe- the, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not eating and drinking. It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God, there is a life flow of joy. There's a life flow of peace. There's a life flow of freedom. There's a life flow. Uh, the things, this is, goes right. I could go back and read what pastor was prophesying. These are the things that are made up of the kingdom of God. And if we're going to go further and have more in the kingdom, we need to get aware of the, of the things that the kingdom is about. Joy, righteousness, our right standing, who we are in Christ, our identity, peace and joy. Jesus said, I'm not going to put anything ill-fitting upon you. The, I love the, the, the message in this. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. He didn't say put, put aside all the work. You know what? Yeah, it's, you know, what you need to do is quit serving and take a little break. He didn't say that. He said, no, walk with me, work with me, and I'll show you how to do it. I'll show you the way that's, that's easy, the way that's light, the way that's full of peace, the way that's full of joy, the way that th- there is no burnout when you're walking and working with Jesus. Burnout comes when you, when you left Jesus and your joy back down the road a little while and you've been, you took on your own load and began to carry it. And Jesus is saying, hey, my yoke and my burden's back here. I, come back here and walk with me and I'll show you how to do it. That way it's easy, light. Could I even dare say fun, amen, to serve the Lord. Jesus isn't stuffy. He's not, he's, not bo- he's not boring. He's full of life. He's full of glory. He's full of love. He's full of joy and freedom. Amen. And so is the kingdom. It says, uh, I won't lay anything heavy uh, or, or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll live freely and lightly. Uh, he said, watch how I'll do it, and you'll learn the unforced rhythms of grace. There is, a, there is a, a power of God in serving and doing what he's asked us to do. There is a grace and a joy and a freedom in taking a step up higher. Oh, and I'm telling you what, it's going to be light and free and wonderful in a way that we've not even imagined yet. Hallelujah. Uh, and I'll just uh, end here or hit this. I'll, let me make point three. Uh, it says, don't be afraid for it to look different than it did in a past season. Don't get caught up in, well, this is how I did it in this, in this past season, and so I'm going to do it. No, get before the Lord. That's why I'm saying get before him and see what he's prompting your heart to do. Because he may have a different tactic to go deeper this season than, than because he's not stale. He's not stagnant, right? And so, so you may, maybe last time when you went deeper, you, 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 got, you dug into the word, and, 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 and of course, we, we're always, the word is always a part of what we do. But maybe he's leading you into spending your mornings in thankfulness. Maybe he wants you to spend your, your morning in, in, in praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and you, of course, we're still keeping the scriptures in front of us, but, but there's an emphasis that's in a different area. Don't just go to your go-to. Go to him. Does that make sense? Um, let's see. I already said that. Um, and then ver- uh, point number four. Your humanity doesn't disqualify you. 
Your humanity doesn't disqualify you. And I really feel like this is something I need to say because uh, I think many times we, we say, yeah, that going higher, I believe in it, I, I, I want it, and, and, and it's good for, for brother, you know, so-and-so, it's good for sister so-and-so, but for me, I know I just don't have what it takes. Let me read to you this, this uh, turn over to James, because I want you to just see it. James chapter 5 and verse 16. If you're there, say amen. And it says, uh, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed because the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And we know that scripture well. In verse 17, it says this, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Your humanity doesn't short-circuit the ability for God to use you to, 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 to move this church into a higher place. If, if Elijah who was not a born-again man. He didn't have the Spirit of God living on the inside of him. He was not a son, a son of God. He was a servant of God. But if Elijah, a man of like nature, that, mean he had, he had, that means he had the same uh, uh, tendency to get aggravated in traffic. He had the same tendency to, to, to cut his eyes at, 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 at the person that was annoying him in the congregation. He had the same, he had the same uh, tendency to, to, uh, uh, not, to plan on getting up early to, plan, to have a little extra prayer time, but then accidentally hitting the clock one too many times and then running out of time and having to just throw a bubble on the way to work. The same, he had a nature just like yours. Just like yours, he had the same uh, uh, temptation to eat a little too much during football season. He had whatever, whatever your thing is that you think disqualifies you. I'm just letting you know that your God already, he, he gave the pastor a word to speak something out, knowing that you would be sitting in, the, in that congregation and hearing that instruction. He didn't accidentally, oh, I didn't think that Drew was going to be there that week. Oops. Well, you know. Oh, well. No, God knew you would be there. He knew you were here tonight. He knew, and he's still saying that, that your humanity does not. Now, it doesn't mean you just go and do whatever you want. We know that. But, but your humanity, the, see, most of us don't have an issue with just going and doing whatever we want. A lot of us have issues of, of believing that when we, when in our frailties, in our mistakes, that it disqualifies us from really making a difference in the kingdom of God. But I'm telling you, if Elijah, a man with nature, see, see, that's not by mistake. That was by the Spirit of God that said, a nature like ours. He prayed that the heavens would shut up. And, and, and for, for three years and six months, the heavens gave no rain. Come on, that's a powerful thing. And what is the correlation? If Elijah, a man just like you, someone just like you with thoughts, just like you was able to, to earnestly pray, <coughs> 
earnestly pray and shut the heavens up and then earnestly pray again and heaven the heavens were released and the rain gave its fruit and gave its rain and the, and the land produced its fruit how much more can a man or a woman like you begin to pray earnestly that we get into everything that God has called us to that we influence everyone that God has called us to influence how much more if we begin to declare the reign of God falling on this place Hallelujah. You are not disqualified. God has planned on using you. He plans on using you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just stand up for, for however long it takes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um <laughs> God is good, isn't he? Let's just thank him for, for, for this. I just believe there, there are some, some things being stirred in our hearts to step up in and some places of grace. But God doesn't ever ask you to step up into a new place that he doesn't give grace for it. He, like I said, this, none of this is in our own strength. None of this is in our own ability. But a greater yieldedness to the spirit of God. So let's just close our eyes and thank him. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the anointing of God. We thank you for the grace of God. We thank you for the words that have been delivered in boldness to us, to us as a church. Father, we don't take them lightly. But we take the things, the, the rhema words of God, and we examine them in line with our heart. And we say, Father, show us. Show us the areas that you're calling us up higher to. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.